Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. I want to start a new series on the mind. And there's over 200 Bible references to the mind. And so I want to kind of trigger and set a foundation this morning. Uh, Why is the mind so important when it comes to living for God? You think about that. Why does it even matter how we think or what we think about? In Mark 12, verse 30, Jesus said, This man come asking questions, a scribe making statements. Verse 29, Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Then he says these words, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul. Then he says, With all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And so here Jesus makes this statement. He he says, I command you to love God with all of your mind. How do you do that? And so I want to just kind of throw it out and and maybe uh, uh, stimulate you and stir you a little bit as we uh, move into this. I need someone to get for me Proverbs 23.7. Who will get that for me? Proverbs 23.7. Keith, uh, Jesse, Romans 8, 5 through 8. I need 1 Peter 1, 13. Who will get that? Uh, Alex, uh, Philippians 2, 5. Who will get that? Uh, Raymond, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7. Who will get that? Ricardo, Romans 12, 2. I quoted that a bunch. Romans 12, 12, 2. Um, Fred. And so um, uh, my question is, Why is the mind so important that God would say, my first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your... Then he says, with all your mind. So why is God so concerned how we think and what we think about? So I'm asking you, let's let's go. We got anybody with microphones or is everybody back? Yes. So a man thinketh, so is he. Okay. As a man thinketh in his heart or in his mind, so is he. What does that mean? Anybody? What does that mean? Alex? It means how um, the way you think, it will show in your actions. 
And so as you think about things and as you, you it's, it, it gets rooted in your mind, your actions will play out what's going on in your mind. Okay, that's true. It says your actions are going to demonstrate what you think. Keith, you want to add to that? Yeah, it shapes, it shapes your character. So basically, if, if, if I thought negative about my day today, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to accomplish that, then I've already killed the chance of surviving because it begins to, to shake my character or shake uh, how the outcome is going to be. How many know what a placebo is? Mary, give us the history. Tell us, you know, maybe you've read some of the studies. Well, uh, doctors used to use placebos for uh, patients when the patient didn't have any physical... What effort. is a placebo? It's a, it's a copy. It's a, it's a, it's a non-medical... It's a sugar pill. Yeah, it's, a yeah, it's nothing. Uh, it's a sugar pill. It's like, okay, go ahead. Or but sometimes they were injections, too, with just saline water or yeah. whatever, depending on what it was. But it was a situation where the doctor felt that the, the basically the situation was all in the person's mind, that there wasn't any physical reason why they needed an actual medication. And so uh, I, I actually had a doctor that had uh, one patient in particular that he loved to give placebos to because he felt that her, her pain was all in her head. So he would give her saline shots or pills because it made her feel better. Okay, I, I, I read some studies in studying uh, for this uh, class and they had these people, had some of them with uh, a very serious illness. And they said, we have this new medicine. Uh, it's been scientifically approved. It's uh, helped other patients. Some of them have actually been cured of what you have by taking this pill, and it was a placebo. They gave it to the patient, and the patient got well. They had patients that uh, they got better and then they told them the, the studies come out that what you've been taking uh, was all false and everything. And they, they were getting better and then once they heard that, they started to digress back into their illness. Then they told them, we found this new medicine. And it, of course the pill would look different and everything. And it's 20 times stronger than the one you've been taking. And this is, is guaranteed uh, to cure your illness. Gave it to them and they got healed. And so the conclusion was, um, is the uh, incredible impact your mind has on your physical body. I want to say that's not just true physically. It's true spiritually. It's true of your soul. It's true of your life. And so... <clears throat> Here's uh, uh, Proverbs 23, 7. Go ahead and read it. Um, Alicia already. Uh, go ahead and read it. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Yeah. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Romans 8, verse 5 through 8. Romans 8, verse 5 through 8. Yeah, who's got it? Raise their hand. Jesse? All right. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, 
for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So uh, I'm just trying throwing out some scriptures, kind of stir you here. Paul's writing, and he says your mind is critical to your spirit. First Peter one thirteen. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So think of it. How do you gird up the loins of your mind? What is the loins of your mind? Does your mind have loins? How do you gird it up? And so I'm, I'm just throwing this out. We'll get back to it. Philippians 2.5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How do you get his mind in you? Second Timothy uh, one seven. There we go. Uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What is a sound mind? Romans twelve two, which and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, and so if you're coming in, uh, we read the text, love God with all your mind. And so the question is, how do you do that? How do you love God with your mind? How many of you ever heard the term, uh, this will blow your mind? What does that mean? How many's heard that? Everybody, what does that mean? Something that hey, you can't handle. Okay, Keith says you won't, you, you won't be able to handle this. Someone else, this is going to, Fred, this is going to blow your mind. What does that mean? You won't believe what I, I'm telling you. This is going to blow your mind. Fred then said. Uh, I would think that it would, it's something that would excite your thought to just get you overwhelmed in thought uh, and what you receive from what, whatever it is that's blowing your mind. <laughs> okay, Sari? I was going to say probably something more than what your normal reasoning can understand. Okay. Well, what does the word blow mean? Explode. This is going to explode your mind. This is going to be off of the charts of your thinking. This will be something you never imagined. Uh, this, is, this is over the edge. This is over the top. This is going to blow your mind. I mean, you, you'd, you would have never thought of this. Wow. What, have you ever heard, <clears throat> they're out of their mind? What, 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 when you, how many ever heard that term? She or he, he's out of his mind. What, what does that mean? He's not thinking probably. What does that mean? Okay, something you don't agree with. They're out of their mind. What does that mean? So, when you say that about someone, what are you saying? Crazy? No, um, for me, from experience, I've been around people that done stuff that in their own mind they think it's right, but they're either on drugs or they're just deceived. or In their mind, they're doing what is right, but the whole, everybody else says, man, that, that's stupid. Why would you think like that? It's just bad decisions, sin, drugs, alcohol. Um, that's what, what I What does it mean if you're out of your mind, literally? How can you be out of your own mind? They're out of their mind. What does that mean, Mary? Okay, you're not responding. You're not thinking straight. 
uh, you're 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 out. Your your mind is you've you've leaped out there somewhere. You're in outer space. Uh, uh, you're in uh, 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 psycho land. Uh, you, you're you're out of your mind. Uh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. What does that mean? You're going to. What does it mean? How many have ever said that? I, they're getting a piece of my mind. You, what, does, what does that mean? Tell them how you feel. And, and normally when you say that, what's the connotation? I don't give them a piece of my mind. Are you going to say, listen, I just love you. You're fantastic. <laughs> I, you're the finest person I know. Normally when you say that, it's negative, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna straighten this person out, and I'm giving them a piece of my mind, and it's gonna blow their mind, and then they're gonna be out of their mind. <laughs> you need to make up your mind. You need to make it. How many have ever? What What does that mean? You You need to just You need to just make up your mind, Jason. Okay, make a decision and stick with it. You need to, don't be, the Bible talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You need to make up your mind. See, we hear these terms, um, and just never mind. Just never mind. What, what do you, what do you, how many ever heard, what, what do you mean? Just, just never mind. Just forget it. I'm, I'm through messing with you. Just never mind. Forget it. It's a waste of my, my time and my mind. Just never mind. So we hear these terms, see, uh, losing your mind. You're losing your mind. That's a load off my mind. I mean, what does that mean? That's a load off my mind. I got a friend of mine, and he's in a big uh, financial dilemma. And uh, he calls me about every other day. He wants me to pray for him. And uh, looks like somebody's going to buy the company. He said, that would be a load off my mind. <laughs> He's wanting out from under the, all the, the pressure and the strain and uh, the, uh, the antagonistic thoughts and uh, all that's in, involved. Um, and uh, they got a one-track mind. What does that mean? They got a one-track mind. What, what does that mean when you, I mean? You got tunnel vision? Okay, what, what else? One track, got a one track mind, Jesse. Okay, just, just one thing. You can't think about anything else in life. Just one, you, you got one track. <clears throat> okay, and so, um, uh, so we're, 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 we're starting to try to trigger your thoughts. So what is your mind? It says, love God with all your mind. So what is your mind? What's your definition of, of, of not necessarily your mind, but the mind? <laughs> what is a mind? So a mind is a place of reflection. <clears throat> a mind is where you have thoughts. Your mind is where there's ideas to ponder, to consider. Your mind is created by God. We'll talk about your brain in a moment. It's where information is brought in. You have five gates to the mind, basically. Your eyes, your ears, smell, taste, touch. 
These are like five gates to your mind. These all bring information. You assimilate. You process the information. You store it. You come to conclusions in life. Orders are given. Your will is engaged. Decisions are made and a life lived. So here, you've heard me, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. In your soul, you have your mind and your emotions. Your mind gathers information. Then your mind wants to influence your will or speak to your will, the decision-making factor. Your mind wants to speak and live through your will. I'm thinking about pizza. We're fasting for three days, not starting next week. And so I'm, I'm second day in my fast, and uh, I'm thinking, man, pizza. Whew, there's some in the fridge. may be cold, but I don't care. I've been fasting for two days. And you begin to think about that, and those thoughts want to make a decision. And say you go to the fridge, you're convicted. You got two days down, man. Here's how the mind works you got two days. You're, one more day, man. Three. And you can, you can eat all the pizza you want with joy and the Holy Ghost. But now you've made a commitment. God, I'm going to go three days. And you take that pizza and you put it in your mouth and you eat it. You feel normally, you, if, if I've done that before, I hate to say, but I, you feel bad. It, it tasted good for a, a second. Then you felt that wasn't worth it. That wasn't worth it. That wasn't worth the two days, man. I had a. But now what? Since I've already eaten it, an hour later, might as well get some ice cream and cake. Because I only got an hour under my belt now. <laughs> and so your, your mind wants to influence your will. That's in your soul. Then you have your emotions on the other side. Your emotions are your feelings, your passion. And your emotions, they also have a voice. And they want to speak to your will. And so you've got your mind. And your mind is assimilating. It's absorbing. And then you have opinions. You make judgment calls. It's your intellect. It's your thinking. There's six different Hebrew words for the mind. One of these is we interpret the heart. Another one, the soul. Another one, desires. Another one, decisions or resolve. Another one, grief. Another one, imagination. The New Testament, though, has basically one word for the mind. It's the seed of understanding. It's thinking through. 
And this also includes feeling. It's thinking through, coming to a conclusion, then making a decision. That's what your mind is designed by God. And so, let's, uh, let's think about your brain here. And I want you to get this, and I want to have a little time for discussion. Science tells us your brain has basically two sides. And so this is how it works. You have the left side of your brain. Your left side of your brain is logic. It has categories. Your left side is rational. The left side of your brain responds to evidence. The left side of your brain loves truth. It's analytical. It thinks by gathering facts, um, gathering information, your past experiences. The left side thinks of consequences. If I do this, um, what's going to be the end? How's it going to play out? If I do this, how's it going to affect other people? How will it affect my family, my children, people I know, my testimony? How will this affect other people? That's the left side of your brain. It's critical thinking. It's discernment of logical information. This is where you get speech and language, mathematics and details. The left side of your brain is the reading side of your brain. The left side of your brain can look at this scripture... And here are letters that look nothing like what they're describing. Okay? In our text, you shall love the Lord. L-O-R-D. Can you throw that up on the board? L-O-R-D. Just throw it up. The scripture, uh, Mark 12, 30. Said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. Now, the word Lord looks nothing like Jesus. The word mind, M-I-N-D up there, it does not resemble your mind or your brain. But the left side of your brain, the analytical side of your brain, it can look at that Lord, L-O-R-D, and it can rationalize, it can think, um, it's analytical, it gathers those letters. Some of you can spell really well. I can't spell very good. And you can look at that and immediately you can tell if someone accidentally put L-O-O-D. Oh, that's wrong. That's the left side of your brain. That's where uh, uh, people who read and love to read and the printing press and all of these things, uh, um, it's logical, your speech, um, your language, details, um, um, etc. It loves truth. The left side, it has to translate. It has to translate. It's able to reason. And when I make it, remember we're talking about the brain wants to influence the will. When I make a decision, the left side can see consequences. How's this going to affect me as a Christian? Is this thought loving Christ? How's this going to affect my children? 
How's this going? What is the consequences? That's the left side of your brain. I mean, ever started to buy something and the left side of your brain saying, no, 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 no. You don't need that. That's, uh, I had a young man in my office telling a great story. Um, uh, you know, he's, you know, he got all these scams on the internet. And um, he got this call as a scholarship. The government has $7,000 for him. And it's a scholarship. And, I mean, they get you focused on the 7000 Then they begin to work all the details. Uh, then eventually after, uh, then you got to go down to Western Union. you got to make this gift. Uh, so you got to go down to Western Union and send 200 and something dollars uh, to, uh, to this account. And this is an Indian guy, see. He's from the nation of India. And so uh, this young man's there, and this woman heard the conversation. She says, don't do it. It's a scam. Uh, they come into Western Union. All It's a scam. So he turns to the guy on the phone and says, you're a scam. And the guy starts cussing him out and everything and going crazy and ballistic. And so, but, but that's the dynamic of life. One side of it, seven grand, man. Wow. The left side saying, no. He said, all along I have this, this thought and this feeling. This said, there's something not right here. This is not right. Why would the government want me to use the Western Union? You know what I mean? This logical side is trying to spare him. And so that's the left side of your brain. It says, don't do that. Or it says, do that. The left side is the reading side. It's the logical side. The right side is image-based. And here's the great dilemma today. The left side or the right side is visual, it's graphic, it's pictures, it's imagination. The old King James, um, uh, Paul says, casting down, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, someone get that. Anybody have an old King James? You can put it up on a new King James. Uh, Kevin, if you get that, we'll read it in a moment. But the right side of your brain is image learning. It's pictures. It's a picture world. The problem when the right side of your brain becomes dominant, you can't escape being emotional. Listen to me carefully. This can, we're talking about having the mind of Christ. We're talking about loving God with all your mind. When the right side... See, when you're growing up, you got children. If all your children do is watch TV, videos, um, uh, pictures, um, movies... Um, their whole and and they don't read the, they don't they don't develop the left side the right when the right side of the brain becomes dominant they've scientifically proved this you can't escape being emotional because the right side has hotwired to your feelings read second corinthians 10:5 go ahead and put it up on the board whatever you have Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Okay, um, uh, put up the New King James. Casting down imaginations. Casting down arguments. These visuals that uh, oppose God and His Word. The problem with the development of the right side, the image base, the visual, now it determines your decisions, not logic. Advertisement. 
Advertisement understands that. How does advertisement work? Anybody here a salesman? Anybody here a good good salesman? Anybody? That's all right. It's not wrong to be a salesman if you're selling a good product. Amen. And so any salesman, uh, I mean, they spend, how much do they spend for for uh, a half a second or something on Super Bowl? What is it? Uh, over $5 million to basically show you an image. Why? Why, Reuben? It works. You're going to go out and buy it. That's because we've been raised. I mean, you may not need it. Grandma, Grandma, she's in Seattle visiting her, her sons, and so I can talk about her. Uh, uh, QVC. I thought we owned QVC. I mean, the truck was coming every week for a while. I said, she's buying these squeezers and pushers and, and, and muffin cookers and uh, orange peelers. and I mean, unending. She don't even cook. She eats at our house or jack-in-the-box. She owns stock and jack-in-the-box. But what's she doing? She's, she says, and, and so I'm confronting. I said, Grandma, you, I mean, these boxes come. I mean, it's like every week there's a box from QVC. Here it comes. And I said, Grandma, you, I mean, it's stacking up. It's everywhere. You can't. Some of you have been to Grandma's house. You know Grandma's house. Okay. Can't get through Grandma's house for the stuff. And, and, and I said, you'll never, this is, but you see, she saw it. She saw it. It's unlogical. If she lived another hundred years, she won't use it. But she saw it. The picture world. Advertisement. Modern day media is an image-based learning. It's visual, graphic, and highly emotional. George? You know, it's funny. It's actually, I studied this in communications. Um, at, you know, at ASU when I was doing my, uh, my public relations degree. And there's a term, and I know I said this probably several years ago, called montage. And the communists discovered this, that you, you remember past when they used to do movies, they'd have like a five-minute shot from a single angle of Humphrey Bogart and whoever was talking. Right? I mean, it would be a long shot. But they discovered that if they constantly change the image, it disarms the left side of your brain, the smart side, disarms the left side of your brain, and opens you up to emotion and suggestion, which is why the communists were able to get their message out so effectively. But they, they notice, if you notice in movies today or videos or advertising, it's flash, 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 flash. Yeah, if it and don't, you're bored. Yeah, and it's there to disarm the logical side of your brain so that you trust your emotions. i got to have that. Yeah. Okay, Keith? You mentioned sales, and I actually just had a talk with one of my property managers. She was wondering why her she wasn't getting traffic. And these people would call in, and she would explain all the, the, the apartment to them over the phone. And she goes, well, I do a good job explaining it to them. I tell them how it's laid out. And I said, well, if you can get them here, focus on getting in here, and walk them through it, then you, you, your sales will go up. So now she focused, and she launched a campaign on getting them there. And almost everybody she brings in the door, they actually walked in the place. She sells them no matter what the price is. Yeah, any car salesman, they always want you to drive it. Smell it. Turn on the radio. Put the top down if it's a convertible. Give it the gas. Drive it around the block. 
driving around Arizona. You know, they, 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 uh, same with anything, it, and, and it helps if you're a salesman. I'll throw this out. If, if people like you, it really helps too. And so, uh, but, but uh, a video, TV, PlayStation, computer generation, the problem is the left side of the brain is being dominated. The logical, thinking of consequences. If I say this, where's it going to go? If I do this, what about a photograph? I wonder here how many people on Facebook here You've accepted a friend because of their picture. You don't have a clue what kind of person they are. It tells you nothing about their character. It can't speak. It doesn't teach. It doesn't explain. There's nothing rational about the image. But you know what it does? It moves you. I wonder how many, that's how pedophiles and, and kinky people and weird and, and uh, is, they have an appearance. I wonder how many people here, you violated Jesus because on your Facebook you've accepted a friend because of their photograph and you violated God. <clears throat> I feel conviction. A photograph, has, it doesn't rationalize. It doesn't explain, but it does move me. It has an emotional or an impulse. Remember, remember I did the sermon on EQ? What is EQ? Huh? What's EQ? George? Side. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the thing that allows you to sense social surroundings, I think. Yeah, it's emotional intelligence. They did this study with these kids, <clears throat> and uh, this was a number of years ago, black and white. Marshmallows were very popular. Every kid, this was the, they had this classroom, and they put this marshmallow on the desk. And the teacher said, uh, someone came in and said, you're, you're needed outside. Teacher said, look, I'm going to have to leave the room. And uh, <clears throat> you notice there's a marshmallow on your desk. If you want to eat it, you can. But if you don't eat it, when I come back, you'll be given two marshmallows to enjoy. And then they, uh, they videoed, they, they had a camera on the kids. It's a great study. Um, one little boy, uh, he was licking all around the marshmallow. <laughs> One little girl was singing, uh, I'll not eat the marshmallow, I'll not eat the marshmallow. She was singing. And, uh, but what was interesting, they tracked these students into adulthood. The ones that refused the marshmallow, all of them excelled the ones who did. And that's where they come they, they were able to have intelligence beyond feeling and desire and emotion. 
They were able to restrain. They were able to logically say, if I just wait, I'll have two. Some of you, you're a credit card disaster because you always eat the marshmallow. You're a financial disaster because you, you've never learned that. Genesis 3.6. Who can quote it? Who can get it? Genesis 3.6. Who'll read it? Read it. Anybody? Raymond. Genesis 3.6. Uh, we're talking about how you think. We're just getting started. We're going to have a great series uh, on your mind. Loving God with all your mind. Look at the first sin, Genesis 3, 6, read it. So when the woman saw... She what? She what? It was visual, okay. That the tree was good for her food, uh, that it was pleasant to the eyes. To the what? She saw it, was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her... And he ate. So what happened here concerning the brain? What happened here? What happened? What happened to the, the first sin? What happened? Okay. What happened in the brain? Remember the left side is rational. The left side is word. The left side is analytical. The right side is visual. The right side of your brain, if it's developed, let this mind be in Christ Jesus, be in you. George, what happened? What happened is God said, don't eat or die. Okay. The devil comes up, got her to focus on the, look at that, ain't that some pretty fruit? Put it back up, put it back See, up. See, God don't really mean that. <laughs> look at that fruit. Got her to focus on the fruit and not the truth. Okay. What happened is the left side of the brain, the analytical, the logical, the word side, uh, God said don't eat or there's going to be horrible consequences. But the right side saw and it was pleasant to the eyes. It was just to look at it was desirable. And the right side won. If you're going to have the mind of Christ, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let this mind be in you. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing. If you're going to renew your mind, many of you were raised from the womb on TV, media, computers, visual, PlayStation. I mean, war game, unending. And you wonder why you can't think like Christ. Because the left side has died. It's been dominated by the right, which always is attractive to the emotion. That's why you, you see people make these emotional. That's the right side. They're not thinking, how's this going to affect other people? How's it, they may, how's this going to affect my testimony? How's this going to affect my children? How's this going to affect uh, my wife, my husband? How's this going to affect the church? How's this going to affect people who are watching me? How, the, the, the left side is, that's logical, analytical. 
It does mathematics. Two plus two equals four. But the, this, this right side, and I'm constantly counseling people. I remember years ago, I was counseling this couple. And I'd first come to Chandler many years ago. I'm counseling this couple. And I'm, I'm going through it. Listen, this is what the Bible says about your marriage. This is that guy. I'm going there at my house. And I'm counseling them. They, go, they smile. We pray. And I feel pretty good. They go outside. Pretty soon, one of the disciples dropped by. He come around, Pastor, so-and-so, they're out in your front yard. There's blood flying. They're going to, there's fish flying. They're down in the dirt out there under the olive tree. Quick, come. What happened? All my words, prayer, Bible, quoting verses, meant nothing when they got outside. The right side, the feelings, the emotions, exploded, and they're down in the dirt under the olive tree. <laughs> we better stop. But So next, we'll pick it up next, next, next uh, Sunday. But look, there's over 200 verses concerning the mind. And listen, your ability to live for God with any kind of success or maturity is very much dependent upon how you think. God bless you. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.